facts over feelings. Look at that. Show them your, show them your fingernail polish. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, I, I think it wasn't it, planned. Look, and look, <laughs> so much wasn't planned. I brought this today. I've had this for years. I brought this today for the first time. She said she changed clothes how many times? Three. Three. You see what she ended up wearing. You see what I wear as far as coordination. And then look to ice it all off. I, I bought this big two days ago. Been holding on to it. You know how the lighter game go. I've kept it. And look how out of a color it is. And so I just want to, you know, I want to point that out first to let you know we all supposed to be here. Welcome to Facts Over Feelings, the podcast. Once again, this is a return guest, kind of like, I don't know if guest is an appropriate word word because she's part of the family, my co-host in Levels Over Layers, but none other than the lovely LaBridget Mason. Welcome back. Appreciate you. Yes, definitely. I appreciate the call always. Glad to be here. Yes, I know you're extremely busy, but you made time, so we are humbly appreciative of that. And just to realize that we in so much a co cohesion as far as unplannable things, I, I, I pay attention to irony. And somewhat in a religious sense, I follow irony. So I know you're on the same uh, wavelength with the cosmos as I am today, so I appreciate that. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, you might let me know how you've been. Last time I really been tapped in with you was like um, November last year around the um, election, I believe. You was you came through. You were just finishing with that. What you been up to since then? Well, since then, you know, we worked through the holidays. Um, I because I have several businesses. You know, I'm one of those uh, red blooded American going to get it capitalist. Yeah, you know, buy for a dollar, sell for two mm -hmm. or three or four or five. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, As you should be. Right. So Hustler. just right, getting through the holiday season, you know, it's always busy. And just when you get ready to take a break, you look up and it's Valentine's Day. You know? We live in a culture of where any reason somebody can buy something. You got something to sell them. Exactly. So how long in your life, how long back did you decide to put yourself on that side of the consumer exchange? That is a very funny question. Um, some friends of mine were talking about that the other day. So I was actually in middle school. Mm -hmm. I was in the sixth grade and not realizing really what I was doing. Mm -hmm. but me and my best friend, we would go to the store. So they would they changed. Um, they drew district lines where we lived. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up in the district where we had to be bused to the other school in the other city. Mm -hmm. And so we went to a school where there were predominantly Italian kids. Mm. And um, so they basically took all the black kids from one city so that they could kind of make the schools look mixed. From what city to what city were you bust? So from the city of Seaside, California, which mm. is like on the central coast. Uh, the Monterey, San Diego? No, uh, no, north, further um, oh, on the central coast. Monterey, Ocean side, I'm sorry. Yeah, Monterey County. Okay. So it's Monterey, Salinas, Pacific Grove, Carmel. Okay. Um, so um, I lived in the city of Seaside. Mm. and. Generally, most kids in Seaside went to Seaside High. Seaside was predominantly black, however. Mm. Monterey was predominantly Italian white. Mm. And so what you ended up having was a white school and a black school. Okay. Of course, there were Asian. But, there were there was some of everything else, of but as far as the 80%, of course, right? Okay. So then they drew district lines. And what ended up happening was kids in Seaside ended up going to the white schools. In Monterey. Based on where you lived, it just exactly. switch up. Right. And so me and my best friend, we were on those lines of going to Monterey. We went to Walter Colton Middle School. Did that offset the 80-20 to like a 60-40 on both sides? Or was it still 80-20? You just happened to be in a different section. It, it was probably a 60-40. Mm -hmm. 
um, because you just can't move everyone. Right, of course. But it was still considered, because it's kind of in you, that CSI was like the black and Filipino school and Monterey was like the white so and did, Italian. Did the Monterey football basketball team get better? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but go ahead. I don't want absolutely. to tell you off. Right. So we, um, as uh, we're in middle school and, you know, in Seaside, like we have corner stores and Monterey is kind of hilly with a lot of trees. And although they have stores, they're not so much prevalent in those neighborhoods. Mm. They got to get in their car and go to a store. Mm -hmm. So in the morning time, we'd go to the store and we'd get all the little 10 cent now later packs, five cent now later packs, all kind of candy. And we'd go to school and we sold them for 25, 30, 50 cent a pack. And we sold out every day. And so we literally just took tons of candy to school every day and made money mm. off all the kids in the other neighborhood who just didn't have it readily available or family wouldn't let them eat it, but they're at school and they had money. That was also the difference. Money how is long, in Monterey. How long did you keep that going? Cause I can remember at times my mom was supportive of me going to smart final and getting a few boxes of candy in bulk. And I did that, but I never kept it going, going, going. Did you keep that going? Yeah, we did that our every year, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. We did that the entire time. We definitely did. Absolutely. And it's interesting because in high school, we didn't do it much in high school because we were more active in cheerleading and social activities. Uh, but when I went to college and I lived in the dorm. Mm. You had I the would, candy spot? The I, had, spot. I had the top ramen. I had the mm -hmm. snack packs, all of that. Because we, I went to a black school, uh, historic HSBU. And Shout it out. What is it? Philander Smith College in Little Rock, Arkansas. Salute, salute. That's right. I went to a black college for a very short stint myself. Yeah. I was real Alabama, Oakwood University. But go ahead. Yeah. So in, even in the dorm, and initially I didn't buy my product. Mm. My mother would buy the product in California and make a huge box for me does that give that gives you a fake sense of profit huh well it, yes your grind. Yeah, right yeah. because i'm not buying right. the product i'm not paying for the I've shipping i've been in that position rest in peace aunt used to give me pounds love you aunt. right oh yeah so she would send me huge boxes and i would just stack it up in the dorm room and i would i'd use some of it but i'd sell most of it mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. whenever i needed me to go too, uncle, love you yeah. but go ahead yeah. and if i needed to go you know i was learning business since that was my first taste of um embezzling in a sense, because mm -hmm. I would sell all the stuff mm -hmm. and then I would use the money to do whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I need more stuff. So oftentimes my mother would just get another box and send it to me. But there were probably five occasions that I actually rolled the, you know, took profit my profit and over. rolled it over and bought some more. But I didn't do that very often. Usually she would just bail so me out and get another box. At that point in life, you never clipped your wings back then. You just you relied on that process every time you, you needed it. Oh, exactly. I did. And now I did get a job. What was your first actual entrepreneur venture outside of your mother's support where you realized you still had this skill set as an adult? And when did you realize you knew how to like get it for low and f sell it for more? Well, that, that was the sixth grade. That came first. Yeah, I read, after, I read, but after I'm saying, my mother just bailing me out as an adult when I realized, yeah, okay, I got to do this without the support. Yeah, what was your so first? I was still in college, but then I started to, I'm an anti-aging skincare specialist. So I mm -hmm. started to um, sell products for a skincare company. Is that why you look so young? <laughs> well, thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, products work. <laughs> That's right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was in, and in that business, this is where I'm looking at rent, light, water, gas. Mm. And so I can't afford to sell everything, pay all these bills, and then be left with nothing. Mm -hmm. So you're forced to run it like a business. Mm -hmm. Have I been perfect? No. Of course not. Um, but I definitely understand it. When, stuff, when things don't show up right, I know why it's like that, what I did wrong. And it's, and it's actually a blessing because now, as I have multiple businesses, I'm able to run them 
you know, just with better understanding and, you know. And I, you know what I've, 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 I've encountered in my family and my personal experience, um, family members of mine who've gone into business for themselves, mm -hmm. um, actually two brothers, and they both went into the same field. They specialize in the same field, and they are experts in their actual craft. Mm. However, um, as business owners, they weren't successful. Mm. And having a conversation with one of them explained to me how, damn, it's one thing to become an expert in a service, but not an expert in business. Mm. And because they, they knew everything about the service they were providing and nothing about business, they weren't successful in the actual business. So I'm kind of familiar up close on how it's more than just being able to know how to make a good burger. You have Absolutely. to market it, sustain it, promote so, it. Go so ahead. It's, it's interesting. Um, mo too many of us, I won't say most because I don't even know most people, but there are too many people who start businesses from the standpoint of a customer. Mm. And that is where I can cook. This tastes good. I know how to do this. If you're sitting at a table in a restaurant and you are watching things in your mind, you're like, I can do that. What you don't see is the labor cost, the overhead cost, the product cost. What you don't know is that sandwich that you're eating. The reason it is $15.99 is because they have a they needed to cover that overhead. The fact that they paid 50 cent for the piece of meat and 10 cent for the piece of bread. And you're like, well, why is it so much? Because the food the costs, the, the labor, chef. exactly, the insurance, there's so many other things. And that's just what needs to be covered. We do need some profit mm -hmm. or we're going to be out of business, mm -hmm. right? So, and that margin often is a lot smaller than you perceive exactly. as a customer. Exactly. People always think it's smaller. Mm -hmm. I mean, they think it's, it's like huge, right? They think like, Especially oh, they're the making all store. this money off us, right. you know? But, but you're really, they're really not. Correct. And so I have um, seen many people who start businesses and because they know how to cook or they know how to do this and they forget that sometimes the most important part of the business is the boring stuff mm. is the paperwork is understanding the tax laws is understanding the business license fees is understanding the rules and regulations the you know city it's codes not always definitely often right and then yeah. oftentimes what we do is we won't even pay someone to handle that to handle it because we're like i can profit. do this i know how to do this i can't afford to pay someone but the truth is you can't afford not to pay them mm, i like that that's the truth of it i like and that. so even when we're talking about business you know just um give them a little bit of because I've, I've i've learned so much and i've gone to a, do share, tons please, and tons do of share. business workshops and so oftentimes people you know they're like well what's the success in business and i'll tell you right here if a person in business if they can learn these few things you never spend money while you're making money. Mm. And they don't really know what that means. Yeah, I was about to ask you, can you articulate if, that a little bit? So if bit? I came here to set up and sell some products after I did my presentation and all of that, let's say I walk out of here with $1,000 in my pocket, you are not to go to the gas station, you're mm. not to go to the grocery store, you're not to do any of that. That is technically not your money, that is the business's money. Mm. And you wanna treat it like you work at a, some fast food restaurant. The money that's taken in is going into the bank. And when we do our books and our payroll in a week or two weeks or however we do it, that's when that money's going to get touched. Mm. So if you're just starting out, you may not be able to do it the first week or maybe the first month but that's because you need to create idea. something to actually work off. But once you're working and sometimes it can be challenging. And Indeed. so, you know, it can be challenging because you're like, oh, I want to go somewhere. Oh, but I'm broke. If you were working for Billy Bob, You'd have to wait for that check. You'd be broke still and you couldn't go. So do not use that money and go. 
Mm. Not only is it going to offset your books, it's going to mess up your paperwork. You're not going to do your books right. And that is the base of embezzling. That's because, deep because the average one of us that's thinking about business, they think about everything but books. Exactly. And that's the property where they're supposed to be starting their whole thought process. Exactly. Because um, a tax person, um, her name is Lynn Richardson. I really like the information that she puts out. But one of the things that she tries to tell people is that the tax code was not written for working class. Mm-hmm. The tax code is written for business owners. Mm-hmm. That's why people who work are like, man, the taxes beat me up. It's not for you. It's for people who own property and own businesses and put things into the community to create this world in a circle. So we're working, we're putting in, we're taking out, we're putting in, we're taking out. If you're just going to work, you're doing a service for someone and then you're going to just buying stuff, buying stuff. But the person that's providing that product and keeping, they're the ones that's keeping the economy going. They're the ones that's offering you something. You see what I'm saying? Yes, you're taking your money. But if you didn't have your job anymore, can you create anything? What are you creating? No, I definitely understand the dynamic of what you're expressing, and I salute your entrepreneurship. You know, I and I, it's just I, I just applaud someone because you you seem to be quite academically profound, but to be able to be someone because usually academics translate more so into the corporate side of the world, but it seemed like you took more of a practical approach to um, you know getting it where you know I know it, I I can get it for this. And I can sell it for that. And if I can do it enough times on a more consistent basis, then, and that's the side of the exchange that you choose to be on. And I think that's the side that we need to be on as far as a community. Right. Because it seems like, you know, if you hear testimony from other communities, you always hear this said, other communities, (laughs) 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 other communities before they take a dollar outside of themselves Mm -hmm. and spend it. <coughs> it circulates amongst them mm-hmm. multiple times. So, right. and, I, <coughs> and from what you're saying, that starts on even on a personal level. But um, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. I'm gonna put that one on production. That was funny, but uh, um, I appreciate. It. I know our introduction went quite a little bit longer than I expected. A reintroduction. Uh, but that's but, all right. You know, people, they, they, people love business information. No, we definitely need to have a business focus yeah. that is present amongst the dialogue that you and I are going right. to continuously develop. Because maybe when we produce the le- levels, layers Le- and levels. Le- levels, over, levels, levels and layers, and layers. Mm-hmm. levels and layers, <laughs> it can be business, uh, politics, Oh, absolutely. It It, it has to be because that's who we are. That's what's in us, you know. And so even um, so I gave them one tidbit and I this is something that I, you know, I tell my nieces and nephews all the time. So because there's so many levels and layers to everything we think. That's why production was flashing signs at me. We we got so into what we were talking about. We forgot to start off with the subject matter that or get into the subject matter that we have scheduled. So I want to first say um, I say rest in peace to Tyreek Nichols. Absolutely. Um, send condolences to his loved ones. Definitely. Which for some reason I include I feel like includes myself. I feel like I'm his loved one. I realize for all intended purposes, other than the certain specifics that he could be myself, I realize that right now they are burying him at the at this moment. This yes. moment almost. <laughs> so um I intended to just you know engage you in conversation 
around you know all the things that have been publicized associated with his death get your thoughts your ideas allow you to express yourself on what you think about and we can just have a little dialogue about the death of um, Tyreek Nichols and all the things that are implicated you know every, you know from George Floyd to Rodney King to right. what are your thoughts on his passing or his murder yeah definitely on his murder mm-hmm. um there's it's crazy how there's just so many different angles to it you know the fact that it was well first of all the fact that the media and everyone else is like oh it's five black officers um but there are a couple more officers that were involved too that haven't been mentioned one with a taser in particular in particular Mm -hmm. and the white officer who had a taser and so why do you think i mean fuck that go ahead so 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 even when they're just putting it out the narrative every headline five black officers if they even put the white officer in that group, they would just be saying five officers, mm-hmm. not five black officers. So that'd be the uniform being um, targeted or focused exactly. upon versus the individual. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. System. Because oftentimes, if you go back and you look at where they've been white officers doing something, they don't say white officers, they say officers. Uh, I've noticed that in reports, period. You'll right. hear male 18 or such and such. And it's never, you know they're white because the race is not mentioned. I notice that often. Go ahead. Right. So by them doing that, they're like, huh, look, y'all doing it too. That's mm-hmm. kind of what they're saying, right? And then they're like, well, you want us to act swift? You want us to do things? So as soon as we watch the video, everyone's arrested, everyone's fired. So you're going fast. So mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about what's your perspective on the fact that all of a sudden we see what the general public perceives as inappropriate behavior on behalf of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And immediately there's firing without pay in place, which we haven't seen. No, we've seen suspension with pay. Often, almost every time. <laughs> almost every time. So do you think this, what we consider systematic racism is that blatant that even when their integrity is being documented in real time, they're mm-hmm. comfortable being that? opposite is that what it is or are there other factors involved that all of a sudden we see the first group firing immediately do you think it's based on what we just perceive initially so i think i personally think that it's a little bit of both i think that they were like we have a chance to show them that we're going to act swiftly and we're going to be different and we're going to do something different why because we just watched what happened to george floyd so we want to make sure that we handle this correctly mm-hmm. on one hand on the other hand it's like uh, yeah, who cares about them? Mm. Like, they can go. Mm. Like, we ain't worried about it. And I'm almost excited that they did it like that mm. because they've set the precedent. Next. So now, when they hit us with the... Regardless of why it was done that reg- way. It don't have to be... Right, yes. Anybody get hurt, get, you know, to the point where they lose their life, something like that, and I don't care if the officer's green, You there's no other reason. You can't even... You can't tell me a reason why you need to wait to take action, do anything like, no, 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 no. We've already decided that when this happens, this is what we're going to do. Especially when there's so much document video. Because in every case, it's the same thing. Even just in this case, in this particular case, after the video came out, they look at the police report. The police report doesn't doesn't match the video. Are you aware or not whether or not Candace Owens has made commentary on this subject? I'm so curious as to what she may have to say on this subject matter. I actually, I have not. I'm very curious. Very curious. Because this is what I want to iterate right here and implement just so people won't get it fucked up. Even when we talk about the racial implications mm-hmm. and then you want to say, oh, no, they were black. The 
conditions of or plight of our people in this country, the uniform, which is typically blue, is used to neutralize blacks into where now everything that they apply their energy toward mm -hmm. is on the side of the white. So people think it's so elementary where it's black and white. There is an element of that. However, the numbers in the current climate dictates they have other tools in place to where they need some of the blacks to be whites. They can't paint them white. Right. They can't make them white. Putting the blue uniform on them mm -hmm. lines them up with the system that is what we consider oppressive, not white even, just right. that system. So I don't even look at them as black officers at this point because mm -hmm. I can't imagine these same black men at any other time treating that individual that way outside of some type of gang and they're not on that side of the law. However, I want to know if you're aware of any other motivations that may be possibly reported to be amongst the other reasons why he got this ass whooping, bad driving or resisting, right. what else? Well, there, there are two other motives. And I'm gonna, because you mentioned the word gang and they're, because they're outside of that, but they actually were not because they, they were a part gang. of a gang called, not just the police, but also another internal one. They had a group, Scorpion. Scorpion. Mm. And that, let's just think, think about the name Scorpion. So you're meant like you're bad, like you're gonna You know who sting. the leader at the top of that was no gender wise it's a female oh who had was transferred from atlanta because she had another she had the red dog mm. uh group of officers and she got caught up in all type of controversy where one of her officers was doing some uh interaction with a underage female and she got oh. caught up pulling strings to help him try to beat it and she got found she got kicked out. However, she appealed it and won her appeal. And instead of being, but being, not her job, so she had to. No, go she had. I think she had the opportunity to return, but instead she took the job in Memphis and immediately, with she was red dog in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and she got to uh, Memphis and started the Scorpion shit. Yeah, it sounds to me like she had the opportunity to keep the job on paper, but not for real. Perhaps so. Like, right. Perhaps so. Because, you no. know, they're good at that. They're good at that. You know, we're going to get you here, Give but we're going to ship you somewhere else. You're really getting fired. Right. We're just gonna, but we're going to ship right. you somewhere else. You're somebody else's problem. Right. However, <laughs> the, the, the point I was making is the controversy that she had in Atlanta restart a new chance in Memphis. Her name was popped up in controversy immediately when she got there as well. Wow. She she just keeps it cracking and just gets. I wonder if, you know, when we look at some of these other um, incidents throughout history where our people are assaulted by officers mm -hmm. and there's less of a reprimand immediately, mm -hmm. and we start saying, why all of a sudden it's a group of black officers that did it and there's a different reaction? And we spoke about it a little earlier, but now my thoughts are going deeper to like a lot of times in the past, based on you know, the pigmentation, you never know how high up there's a relationship that causes to where, regardless how stupid it looks, we got to make this decision. I wonder in Memphis, when you go up the ladder, there's probably not many, it's, it's probably more, just as many black people up the ladder as there is on the bottom of the ladder. So with us being the ones most disgusted with this type of police behavior is probably why they received a more 
uh, immediate justice is because there's none of those relationships in place at the top over there to block it. Well, this is the thing the when you think about a city that has a, a large African-American community, the lady that was on the female officer, she's their chief, mm-hmm. right? So she also may have had to make some decisions just so she won't, it won't appear as if she's showing favoritism to those that look like her. And based upon her, controversy from Atlanta and there's other controversial shit she was involved with in uh, Memphis prior to this issue. So their chief is the one from Atlanta? The lady that runs Scorpion? No, no, no. The, oh. the police. Oh, I'm the, sorry. Yeah, not the one who runs Scorpion. I oh. haven't seen her. No, that's what I'm talking about. I thought that's the chief. Isn't she the chief of police? I don't know. No, that's, yes, yes, oh, yes. Okay. The, this Scorpion unit, the lady who put, the, you know, it's put an the acronym. Unit together. It's an acronym. Oh. Scorpion is an acronym for something. Oh. Can you look that up, please? Scorpion is an acronym for something and so is red dog so she was the chief of police i believe in atlanta for a certain time and she had this special unit called the red dog Mm -hmm. and she got caught up with some controversy under that then she went to memphis started a whole nother special unit it's an acronym for something but it's called scorpion Mm -hmm. and now this is being blowed up it's a very small amount of time in between this yeah so she's basically being kind of like pegged as a cancer Mm, yeah, I could see that. But street, the con, street crimes operations to restore peace in our neighborhoods. It almost seems like she accidentally said we're going to commit crimes ourselves to restore peace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, Red yeah. Dog. The well, one... because their attitude, you could tell on the video when they're if you did you watch the video. Yes. So when and I watched it a couple times. So when you when they're the way they're beating him, there was one scene from the street camera mm-hmm. where the cop the one was that came kicking. Out later. The one that was kicking, his kicks made me want to kick him. His kicks were not like you, you've seen someone fighting before and they're kicking, and it's not that type of malice kick. It's just a kick of fighting. But his kicks almost had a little skip of joy. Do you see how he kind of skipped and kicked? The Bible says, like a little skip and the kick. The Bible says, for a man to see his wife with another man is enough to make him want to kill. The Bible says this. Mm-hmm. And now I am aware that there's a marital element that yes. is permeating amongst this story. Please expound. What? It- yes. So, um, <clears throat> so then I'm watching video, and so <laughs> they're then they're letting us know that Tyree, you know, he worked at FedEx. Bless your soul. Yes, definitely. Rest in peace. And he was a FedEx employee, and he also worked with another lady there, mm. who is the ex-wife and. What do you call him? Baby mama Mm. of one of the five officers. And so it's like, hmm. That's all it takes. Because when you're watching him being beat, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of. So then when that comes out, it's like, oh, they was riding for his homie. I don't know if I missed it or not. Did you just implicate that Tyreek may have had relations with one of those officers' wives at some point or another? So that is the that is the that. I don't even know if it's a rumor because the, I'm trying to put it on you, but I, that's what I heard. No, no, no. So, so I did. So this is <laughs> okay. the thing. I'm calling it a rumor only because Fuck the wife, him. the wife hasn't come out yet to say anything. Okay, bless your soul, right. too, lady. I don't know because if you was, had some love for that man who lost his life in that fashion, and she's hurting too. And if you wasn't being scandalous about it, well, that's her ex-husband. That's what I'm saying. If he was just hating and you was just loving on this nigga that lost his life, a skateboarder yeah. who wasn't no thug, because that's why I brought up Candace Owens, because she always seems to point toward the character of the individual that is being highlighted amongst right. us, like she did George right. Floyd. 
What can she say about this dude? Have you heard anything? Is there anything negative they've been able to attach to him? No, no. And I haven't seen anything. Even there's videos of him skateboarding, jumping over stairs, yeah. doing his thing. He went to work. He worked at FedEx. And he was like, he. they said he was always in his own lane because he was a skateboarder. So he didn't worry about hanging out with people who wasn't what he, what, what he was about. And he just did his own thing. And you guys got to understand, in Memphis, in cities such as Memphis, more so than ever, there is a communal energy, especially when you're dealing with black officers, mm -hmm. that doesn't exist. So... When you see whatever you might think you might consider a slight bit of resistance, that gap is a lot more wider than it is in L.A., Chicago, New York, because often this is their reality. You see the police officer that you went to high school with them. Mm -hmm. you, they, you know, it's a very more communal environment. So for them to be... That's what we all beg for in these cities like Compton right. and Brooklyn and Chicago. Is we ask for more officers that look like us for a typical fair chance. That's why this is such an extreme event because here it is. That is in place. Yeah. And for what all well, we see, there's no reason to treat that man like well, that. Well, that's why the implications are there. They're, they're literally saying that Tyree had a relationship with the ex-wife mm. and baby mother. And although that's his ex-wife, that... There was obviously jealousy, whatever, because there is a report that says he took a photo of Tyree on the ground and texted to his ex-wife as if to let her know, we just beat his ass. Now what? Wow. And so if all of that comes out to be true, because I worked for a cell phone company, when they tell you that they don't have access to your texts and all that, it's a lie. Mm. That's why there's a subpoena department. If they had no access, there'd be no no need for a department. Correct. So once so what all does of it, it mean once they subpoena your uh, text message? That means that what? The cell phone company will release it for whatever date to date, whatever the judge says. So that's why a lot of people try to use platforms that have like end to end encryption or they do erase stuff, whatever. But there's still a network. There's still a cloud. It's all still up there. I and got, all, I got a clip. Right. Mm -hmm. Tyree Nichols. Two more Memphis officers have now been relieved of duty and three Memphis fire personnel are now out of their jobs. ABC's Justin Finch has the story. Far from over, the Shelby County District Attorney telling ABC News his office is carrying out a thorough investigation of Tyree Nichols' death. We are looking at everybody. Memphis police announcing two more officers have been relieved of duty in the Nichols case and identifying Officer Preston Hemphill. Now on leave pending investigation, Hemphill is seen on his body camera deploying his taser at Nichols during that initial traffic stop. After hearing Nichols was reported found nearby, Hemphill hurt saying, Hemphill's attorney says he did not go to that second location where Nichols was beaten and is cooperating with investigators. But Nichols' family is wondering why Hemphill was not identified sooner, releasing a statement saying, it certainly begs the question why the white officer involved in this brutal attack was shielded and protected from the public eye so and to date from sufficient discipline by. and mm -hmm. accountability. Five now fire police officers, all black, face second degree murder charges. All, the Memphis that, Fire Department announcing two medics, Jamichael Sandridge and Robert Long, and their lieutenant, Michelle Whitaker, have been fired for failing to adequately assess Nichols on scene after he was yeah. beaten January 7th. Nichols died three days later. On yeah. Capitol Hill, Take the that. Nichols case yeah. renewed. No, big, big, big up to the, fi big up yeah. to the fire chief. Big up to the fire chief. Simple legislation that we can agree upon. We owe it to all of the families who have lost loved ones in these horrible acts of brutality. 
Yeah. And Tyree Nichols' family is now preparing for his funeral tomorrow here today. in Memphis. Yeah, so the funeral today. So, yeah, you know, big up to the fire chief because when he saw the tape, everyone's looking at the cops. The fire chief, he's checking out his EMTs. He's like, you're there to help and support and save lives. And you talking to the cops and listening to them and all, you, all they needed to do was get out of that ambulance, get to him, get him there. It could have been the difference of him living or dying. And what you think about, we talk about these small communities, the EMTs, the officers, they all went to the same junior high school. They, they all, all went know to each school, other. And they all know he been f***ing on your wife. Now, so you know Tyree is, they're they're from Sacramento. Mm. So now, me... I didn't know that. Me being... So there's more of an outsider. Yes, but I'm going to tell you, there's, a, there's an interesting dynamic with those of us down How south. How long that, have they been transplanted from Sacramento to Tennessee? Um, I want to say that he spent some teen, teen years. Back and you forth. Know, yeah, but... Okay. but um, this is this is the dynamic. The South. Whenever we go to the South, my personal, you know, I so was born in the South. You a Southern or a Northerner? Well, I consider myself a California kid, Western, okay. right? A Western. So, so I was, I was well South, because right. I was born in Orlando, Florida, and so I right. travel there a lot. But when I go, my family there, there's a misconception that like because you're from California, like you're rich or you think you're better than everyone or you're. And I've heard it many I times. About, I think about I think that about Florida. My experiences with Florida. They seem more per capita well to do than what. I, but go ahead. Yeah, no. But when you go and you visit cities, you, you know, cities that, with lots of, you know, black people. California. Yeah, they're like, oh, y'all rich, whatever. They, right. they watch TV, Hollywood. they watch Hollywood, right. And so they're like, oh, that's us. That's our everyday life. So um, this boy coming from California and he's here, his speech, his dialect, <laughs> just the way he enunciates words is different. Mm -hmm. He sounds different. So now he's having a relationship with this woman. If the ex-husband knew and didn't like it to the point where he would literally take a picture and knew that they were, had something going on, all of his officers knew, maybe even the EMTs, who knows how many other encounters, because this is what I didn't understand. Well, there was a couple things when they pulled him out the car and there was so much rage from the beginning of the stop. And I'm like, what, what, like why are they so yeah, what's mad? The backstory? Yeah. yeah, it was supposedly reckless driving. Okay, but even if he's reckless driving, when you're like open the door, it was just over enormous amount of cussing. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that to you. Yeah. I'm gonna do this. But even even you, just now, we just heard. Yeah, so, yeah. He tased him, and he's like, I hope they stomp his. You hope he gets Who stomped said that? because he that the, the white one? boy, the white boy that tased him. You hope they now, stomp my, his ass. Listen, listen. Remember when the story first broke. All the comparison were black cops versus usually it's white cops. Mm -hmm. Oh, what, what? They fired black cops. Right. And I was saying that blue uniform neutralizes these black cops right. to where they're white. And here it is. Who was the head coach? Bill Belichick, Jerry Jones in the back talking about, I hope they stop him. Yeah. It's the whole concept of them creating an environment to where now they can sit back and watch their outcome be held out without them. But he's right. I hope they stop it because everything they did was done under the understanding that that guy at the top is going to clear it if he can't. He, whatever we do, you remember? Well, our chief is. We're all in Scorpion. We're going to write this report. It's going to say whatever. Beverly Hills Cop Part 2. Do you remember at the end when Eddie Murphy and the two white cops was like giving the story to the chief and the chief kind of understood they was bullshit and yeah. it was like, wink, wink. <laughs> he giving them the eye, yeah. helping them finish the sentences, get they, it right. That is the true culture. They're, they're, uh, yes, they operating under those assumptions. And I hear the, the white guy who was going to be responsible. They got caught on camera fucking up. So he was already going to be, 
He tried to separate himself, but we got that one bit. Yo, that's your ass, cracker. That's your <laughs> ass. So I would think that the reason he didn't get fired instantly is because he didn't go to the second scene. Not he because was he's stuck. white? No, no, no. No, I'm saying that's um, that's that's the justification reason. Mm. Like that's the or reason. That's the reason. If, I'm, if I'm the chief, that's the reason I could put on paper and be like, "How was his activity on the scene not involved in any of the initial reports?" As far as even that's how much the black people that was involved mm -hmm. are being loyal to the code they think is going to support them. Right. You know how they've been seeing all they grew up as kids right, watching right. This, <laughs> what they call it the blue line. The, they don't cross it. They thought it was. That's just like they tell you about the Masons, black Masons. Mm -hmm. They tell you, you think you're Masons. The far as the secrets that the Masonic orders, probably, mm -hmm. they act like they, they, Farrakhan will tell you, and I'm not promoting Farrakhan, but it's just on the subject matter. <laughs> he, Farrakhan will tell you, man, nigga, you ain't, you think, they, you don't have no secrets. You're only, to a certain degree, a part of what's going on. Right. It's, it's the same thing with these black niggas thinking that black shield, that blue shield, it fell on them. Yeah, definitely. Because even when they think that they're in, they're not all the way in. Even when they have one or two people that get to go in the boardroom and they're sitting back thinking, oh, when they come out, they're going to tell us. They still got a mortgage and a family. They're going to tell you a couple things, but they're never going to tell you what's really going on in that room because they themselves got one foot in and one foot out. Mm, I look at it like, I look at, I think about the movie Life. I know some of my um, uh, fucking um, motherfucking metaphors and my connections are like, fiction but mm -hmm. i think about life and the little black motherfucker who held the shotgun and like gun gun line line boss. Boss. Yeah. <laughs> it's like because the, you know what it's been, i don't know why it's so deep rooted in us that white is right so we always want like mm. what's on their side we want what they have we want that if we if we could suppress that urge imagine how our communities would be different because we'd shop in our neighborhood we'd purchase things this, from our people we'd look Look, 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 look. <laughs> you just brought me to this Black History Month the first day. Uh, it, yeah, you just brought look me at to that. The whole concept of Martin Luther King and all that motherfucking energy that was pushed towards segregation. To yeah. be, I mean, integration mm -hmm. versus acceptance, accepting segregation. Right. And what we just imagine where we would be. Where we would be yeah. if we just had our own. Oh, that's you just fucked me up with it. Look, <laughs> we love you, Martin, but we know there was some bullshit now. I have the courage to say it. Just imagine if we just said, leave us alone. Okay, let us do us. You know, I make people mad sometimes because I ask them, I say, where do you think we'd be if we followed Malcolm instead of Martin? We'll be, you know what the NBA would be? It would be venture capitalist Jewishes, um, investors investing with black owners that's right that's what it would be that's what it would be that's what the M, the major league baseballs would be yeah it, that's what it all but, would be but what did we do because we were convinced that white is right upfront money has never been the bite we take the upfront money every time and and you know what white is mm -hmm. i can't believe you said that because i was taught young that you don't do your business right you do your business white, white. see mm -hmm. oh, my, 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 my. That's right that's crazy. But yeah, and you know, the crazy thing is, is that we're the only ones that suffer from that. Indeed. And so whenever I have a, I know someone who's constantly talking to me about Kwanzaa, well, it's a separation and you guys, and this is this. And I told her, I said, well, I said, you don't seem to have a problem with uh, the Asian community um, having their Chinese New Year just doing their own mm. thing. So you don't have a problem with, literally there are cities right here where we are where you can go in certain communities and it's like what? their community. Little we call Italy, it Korea Little Italy, Korea, yeah. Yeah, Cambodia town. town. Like, you, well, that's you know? not even in Gardena. 
There is a, there are blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks of privately owned businesses in in the letters with that shit that you don't know what it say. Oh yeah, they, they don't give a fuck if you know what it say. They don't want your money. Thank you. They don't care if you because come in because they're there. buying from their own. Oh. And when you open a shop. You might see a couple of them come in, the young ones, because they hang out with your kids. I'm talking about... They don't they're even, not bringing their dollars to us put, at all. They don't put their letters and then put the English translation. Exactly. No. I've bombarded myself into some of them um, certain establishments mm-hmm. out of naivety, just thinking they don't want you in there. And they every energy they give you lets you know, why are you here? Yeah, they're wondering, like, what's going yes. on? Like, why are you here? Like, what's... Yeah. And it goes all the way up to banks. They have banks. They have banks. They have huge corporate... I was... <laughs> I, you know what I realized? What, we, what we're feeling right now and what we desire to see, mm-hmm. it either will or will not be a reality. But it's no personal amount of energy we can apply to bring it about. Either it's going to happen or it's not. Yeah, well, some, some girls, friends and I, we were talking about this. And um, the conclusion that we came to was that for the month of February, we're going to buy black only. And somebody mm. was like, well, what about your food? And your grocery was like, trust me, they're out there. And I started Googling some. And there's some African small shops um, in, in North Long Beach. So, there's a pickle no, spot. There's oh, different North places. Long Beach. North Long Beach. Okay, I was just on orange. Test. There's a yeah on orange. There's different places, so you yeah. just Google it. And I, I said I got. I said I'm gonna go I'm there. That challenge. And this is day one. I haven't purchased. Well, I have purchased some items today, but they were from non. They they weren't black necessarily, but mm-hmm. they weren't white either. Oh, okay. So from this point on, I'm gonna try to keep to that because I'm trying to be more tapped into the things that I actually. I'm trying to consume less. Yeah. And even I don't even want to um, detail anything because I hate to pre-nounce or right and then jinx shit but i'm trying to think take a whole other perspective to my approach to a lot of daily you know practices right so um buying black is one for sure that if i could have a simple process of sticking Mm -hmm. to that i would love to do that yeah like and so i when she first said it my first thought was okay there's plenty people with boutiques there's if you want clothes if you want hair products like all of that's there body products you can get all that but then i was like prices because so, you know, I've learned that we face as a community is the communal purchasing wholesale is what our counterparts have been benefiting from for the longest is since so many of them are committed to being entrepreneurs in the same field when they go mm-hmm. to purchase their items. They ban up. They ban up and get them for the lowest price. And, and we are faced with as individuals paying a, a and then, therefore, and, your prices And then price sometimes the product is coming from their native land, and they call their uncle, Even who easier. calls their it, right. But, so, so, what do you say to the black consumer that wants to support you, mm-hmm. but is not educated enough to know that's why your price point has to be higher just for you to stay alive? Mm-hmm. How do you communicate that to them? You know, it's tough. It's tough. And so, there's one thing that I often say to people when they're getting something from me. I always tell them I can say, um, "How do I give it to them?" I said, especially at some, because sometimes I get it where something else they want is way more expensive. And so they feel like whatever I have is we maybe go it's through, not, that's the cycle. it's both. If it's not expensive then it's not as good. You know what? It's a lack of and principle on this subject matter true, because it, I'm reminded of a, a testimony of someone who told me he was involved in, he was a mechanic and as a mechanic, he would always come up on certain shit. You know, mm-hmm. you're around an industry. And so he would always approach one of his neighbors as far as uh, business owners. Mm-hmm. With, he would come up on something that was very applicable mm-hmm. to what he sold. And every he would always come offer it to him at P 
pennies on the dime for what he paid. And he would always refuse. Like, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you. And then one day the dude just probably told him, it's like, you don't get it. We only buy from each other. Like, it's just a rule. Yeah. I don't care how cheap you got it. Right. We don't want it. Yeah. If we could put principle over profit for a period of time to where we realize it would equal to more profit for our population. Did you hear all those peas? I don't know if you did. Yeah, I did. Know, right? But I'm just saying, if we could, <laughs> if we can just focus on that, mm-hmm. and I think there's going to be enough of us that do it eventually. But it's, no, it's, definitely. But the, the challenge of the price and letting the customer know, I always say the same thing. I well, depending on the situation, I always tell them you can always pay more, but you can't buy better. You can mm. always pay less, but you can't buy better. Do you dedicate yourself to actually acquiring that type of product to where you can yes. put that commitment on it? Yes, because as a business owner, the one thing that I do not like is refunds. Mm, definitely. So what I sell, <laughs> once it's left my hands, I expect you to keep that. Right. So I can't sell you trash. And if you come back, I've already done my business to the point where I know you're going to lose. No matter what, if we have to take this to the legal situation, you've lost. And, but you know, I if you're my customer, you I, don't need, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even have to ever go there. Because if you, someone does come back, I already know there's only a couple somebody, things. I just, you my, didn't have enough money for it anyway. You actually just need the money PayPal back. Somebody for $80 saying I didn't deliver the product. I, I went and did my little research. I don't, I, I appealed it to PayPal and they won. I don't know how they won. I don't know what I owe these people. I said, I don't even know what I'm supposed to pay you. But, you know, I don't and, know. And there's a lot of that with the e-commerce. There's a lot they of that. They got me for 80-something. Yeah, I, I, I just I just rely on my tracking numbers, my shipping and the photos. And I the, the shipping system that I use, I, I send them the photo, the tracking number. And usually what I do is, because I have a list of things that I've shipped, sometimes I even send them an automatic text message and be like, it's arriving today. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It, it is. <laughs> it's a business thing. Typically, in a general sense, <coughs> it seems to be. <coughs> My bad. <laughs> oh, God. Check this out. What you know about football? <laughs> I know what you know. I know a little bit you know. <laughs> What do you know about football? You got jokes. So, so, so for all the people bang, out bang. there, so for all the people out there, he's uh, trying to low key crack a joke on my bang bang Niner game. But you know, I got Niner blood in me since I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Man, my two best friends who I introduced them to one to another. Their birthdays are on June 9th and 10th. They mm-hmm. both 49ers fans. So I got a little group text. You know, I have a lot of fun with what's with the bang bang with these two cats. Shout out to y'all too. I ain't even say y'all yeah. name. Put y'all on blast. Shout, <laughs> shout out to both of y'all. June 9th and 10th. Bang, bang. Yeah, bang, bang, Niner gang. Yeah, you know what? I'm still, you know, I'm since Montana and Rice. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you was born and raised. Hail Mary into the end zone. People like, they're going to, we're down. We're going to lose. No, we're not because Montana's going to put it in the sky and Jerry going to go take it out the sky. So you went from Montana to Young and then. You roll with them beyond your, your your pigment with the Kaepernick. You stayed with them. I, I thought we would have a great black flight after they, how they did Kaepernick, but y'all stayed with them beyond that, and you got to see the ups and downs. You stuck it out. Then Purdy got out there and gave y'all that hopes, and then right when you thought you was going to bust a nut, it's like, oh. <laughs> you got to wait a whole other year to try to get to the point to try to climax again. That's cold. How do you do that? That's a cold way to 
the, I just thought that just happened to cold. come out. <laughs> that's but, cold. You know, me, me being very familiar with your life, I know you got the capability, but I don't know about the rest of the bang bang gang. Let Shout out to you. the home. Let me tell you something. Uh, sports, as anything in life, a lot of it, people be like, oh, it's talent, is this, is that. Most things are about three, four percent talent. And the other 97, 96 is all head. It's all head and heart. Okay, so we had a little debate, you and I, before we went live. So how do you relate that to the fact that one of the best explosive teams, I think it, all year, has been the Eagles and the Bills, mm-hmm. were forced to play their most important game of the year on ice. They had to go from an NFL elite team that was tracking well with what they call next-gen stats right. to a team that had to all of a sudden be part of Disney on ice and be – the team that can deal with the pressure of the playoffs, be the team that can make these elite. You think that's fair or you think, fuck your personal feelings about who should have won. Think about in a broad sense mm-hmm. of this question. Do you think the NFL should move toward regulated playing conditions similar to the NBA and, or if they're going to commit themselves to tracking and paying players based upon their performance and especially the most intense moments? Do you think it's generally fair for a person who grew up in California all their life gets drafted to the Bills as a rookie, still a star, doing everything right, and then on the biggest game of my life, you're going to put me on cleats, on ice. You think that's justifiable in an industry where in- injuries can end a career so short? You think you can follow me down the path of the idea that the NFL should be sophisticated and responsible enough to regulate the playing conditions. Am I making sense? Talk to me. You are absolutely making sense. Do I believe that they should go down that path and change that, whether they build domes everywhere? I think they will. Or um, even if it's a stadium, a stadium slash dome where, you know, they have them now where they open and close depending on the weather. They have to have it. And I think they should have them if the wind or the rain or the snow, mm-hmm. either of those, they should have a set mark meet mm-hmm. anywhere. You should be obligated to regulate that. Because can you imagine? It, it exists. It exists. The high schools in like in Orlando, Florida, the high schools because there's always thunderstorms yeah. that come. So if there's thunder, they may still play. If it lightnings one time, mm. then they're on watch. And then at least for the ones in Orange County, right there in Orlando. And then if it lightnings twice. And this is what one of the players was telling me. They was like, they call the game. So people be at home waiting to see if they're going to call the game or not. They play with Mother Nature. They play with Mother Nature. Well, they just watching the weather, and then they're like, we're calling the game. But just think, that one, one, that one could be the one. The first one could be the one. Yeah. Well, and this, is, this usually happens even before, because I had, you know, some of my cousins. We were like, you, so you're going to the game. And they were like, well, we're waiting to see. They might call it. We don't want to waste the gas and go over there because the weather, because it rains all the time. First time in history we got two black quarterbacks starting the Super Bowl. How you feel yeah. about that? I like your smile. I'm going to get one up too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my mama, mama. Shout out to both of y'all because you know the way this shit really go. Unless you're a diehard fan, we win regardless, man. We proud of both of y'all, that's man. Right. Oh, my mama, mama. This is a. So, I think so that's that- my joy. My team is not there. However, I don't have to choose who I'm up cheer for. You don't have to, but do you decide? Do you have a, a, a favorite? Do you have somebody you believe, whether you desire, do you have somebody you believe will win? Because I, I think the Eagles are going to win. You know, I, w- I have to say that I probably would prefer Kansas City win. And that's only because leading up to the game with the Eagles this past week, I was just 
up to here. I mean, I was done with everybody talking about how they're going to take it all. They're going to take it all. So because they beat my Niners, there's a part of me that's like, I want to go back to those people and just be like, well, what's this about they taking you, it all? You're, 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 you're utilizing That's my emotional you're, you're, stuff. You're utilizing the emotion. That's that, my emotion. That, but that emotion is what creates what we have as an industry of professional sports. Without that coming right. from fans, there's right. no such thing as a right. game. But, but yeah. without, if those people hadn't been on my last nerve for a whole week... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would probably say that the Eagles deserve but you it. You know, all because... emotions, because my team are, is the Rams. So we were irrelevant after week five. It was obvious what nothing Yes, happened, and right? you don't have a song that bangs. Okay. Just I'll, so you know. I'll, I'll, I'll I'm just saying. That. I'll take that. <laughs> However, I'm telling you from a person that understands football without any emotions involved, the Buffalo Bills, and I don't know who else has ever stated this. I'm telling you from my perspective, the Buffalo Bills and the. Um, Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers came on later and they were less obvious, even though they were just as sturdy. Mm-hmm. There's been no teams better this year than the Bills and the Eagles and the Eagles at the top of that. So for them to be at this point in the season, I'm not surprised. They, yeah, I'm not surprised. And that's why I ass. say it had a less minus the emotions and minus the people yeah. getting on my nerves for a week. I would say that the Eagles probably deserve it. Right. And they should win. However, had y'all pulled it out, no one could argue against that either. No. That you had. Because that's what we do. You had a utility, <laughs> a, a utility sense, like a utility knife. It wasn't the big play, even though McCaffrey or Debo will give you a big play. Right. The fact that Purdy was, you had a very big story. Like, so all that, the games is fixed and all that. They, this, at the long, in the long run, mm-hmm. the, the story to fix would have been the 49ers story. Listen, that's why, you know, whenever there's championship games, you know how sometimes they'll have like a young rookie player. It don't mm-hmm. matter what, it, what the sport is. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a lot of stuff. But then we get to the championship game. And if it's he's, baseball, they go to the, to the senior, to the vet. Right. And he starts to pitch. Right. With his NBA, the original starters, they start like, because at that level, when I say that it's head and heart mostly, mm. after the hits, after the hurts, after the after that happens, the head is what needs to work. And most of these guys got therapists and all of that. And I'm like, you make enough money, your therapist need to be on the sidelines. So when you go there, you have you get over there and get yourself fixed. Levels and layers is what it des- describes our conversations. Because now, just when you say that, just think about the implications of the NFL concussions. Every look. <laughs> You're going to take it to but a listen, whole nother level. That's it's, deep. It's crazy, though, because... If that's it, the most essential element you're in saying... In sports. Not just sports, everything. Of course, though. But in football, it's so... It, you put it on the line so consistently. Exactly. And you're saying it's definitely the not, most not important. Ju- exactly. Not just the concussion. That's the physical side but, of it, but, but you, the but, mental side of it, too. So but, your head is what you need in but, this game as, at all times. But, no, as a performer, what makes us dominant is the quick response muscle twitch reaction that mm-hmm. is associated with us being melanated because you see at a high level the thinkers the coordinators the coaches the owners are still them mm-hmm. and if they could sustain the same amount of profit without including us mm-hmm. they definitely would have however the performance that is exciting is encoded in our dna exactly the the how many white boys have you seen love y'all all the big tough tight ends all the slight little you know right. elder decker dudes y'all do y'all shit 
But how many dudes, why would you see monster niggas with the one hand, the stretch, the fall over, the flip? Running and leaping and spinning. and It's like we dance on the field and we dance on the court because Ooh, we got coordination I and we're everybody. moving. I want to say this before I say anything. I love everybody upon the face of the earth, but you use the perfect word, the D word, dance. And just think, just vision, folk them dancing and then for us dancing it's just a difference it's a different because it's like we feel it in our soul and when is they're out what when, it is? When but when they feel it I, the movie we talked about the new lauren london and the white boy mm -hmm. they got a scene at the end where her and him is dancing do you see the difference <laughs> and they highlight it kind of folk he's doing the little look she, you ain't got to look at a movie you can look on one of these social media platforms that? look at a little video it, it's i don't i don't i can't really explain you know i was i was a cheerleader through high school through college all that i can't really explain a person's got, lack of I coordination. three daughters. Two of them are out of high school, but all their lives, when they wanted to uh, bring up cheerleading, I always said you could cheerlead as long as for a white organization. You're not finna go cheerlead for none of these black shits. What? All that popping. You mean like it? Oh, no. Oh, I guess it depends on the community where you live. Every black one. Oh, wow. Name the black one that don't teach the little black girls how to pop, wop, wop, wop. Wait, no, no. Are you talking about like those drill teams? I'm talking about from... Um, Cause it's different. I cheer. I, I, I cheer in school. I got boys and girls, so I talk about from Pop Warner coming up. We always affiliated, associated, going to your brother's right. practice. And you would see the cheerleaders be doing a lot of popping and stuff. Every black organization, when you see cheerleaders, Google your phone. Black. No, cheer. no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it's, it's that is there, but the challenge, the problem is not. I like it, the, I like the. Hey, give me an L. It's the, L. I it's, was with that, but yeah, it's the coach. It's the coach and it's the that. culture. She has a son on each team, talented family, but who do you root for? Tonight, the Super Bowl is now set. The Philadelphia Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs have won it. The game less than two weeks away in Glendale, Arizona. For the That's first time, two lived. black starting quarterbacks will face off against each other. The Eagles' Jalen Hurts versus the Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes, making his third Super Bowl appearance now. And for the first that. time in yeah. Super Bowl history, two brothers will now compete against each other. Kansas City's Travis Kelsey on the left against his older brother Jason on the right. That's hard. I got a Kansas yeah. City sweatshirt I'm going to wear for the next three hours. And then that's, that's got to be a proud family. It's been a fun year for Travis like and I. Michael Manning. Uh, I'm to my nephew. And, uh, it'd be really the Penny Boys. Uh, I've had a guest here. Travis on the matchup. Him and his brother and played in the NFL cool, at the same cool time. One of my nephews. You know, um, he sat right there talking on that same mic. <laughs> I'll just leave he it at that. And already tonight, a mother's wow. diplomacy. It's the first Donna year he Kelsey hasn't played in like seven years a jersey, this year. Celebrating but his brother is younger than him. He's still active. That mom can't lose. Mm -hmm. That was a good answer. That's true what my man said. That mom can't lose. That's deep. We no. can't. And, and us as a people, we can't lose. Listen, they already won. They already won their division championship. Right. So you're already winners. Now that you're playing against each other, it's for this family, it's just a celebration. Are you familiar with Hertz's experience in college? In a championship game, he got replaced by the uh, Miami Dolphins quarterback. No. Yeah, he was a starter, and then, like, halfway through the game, I think it was, like, in 2017, I believe, they replaced him, and the other dude won the game. And because of that, he transferred to, like, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Woods. I got a stepson that played for Oklahoma, too. But he went to Oklahoma mm -hmm. and did his shit. So, like, him being in the NFL as a – Super Bowl quarterback right now is like a, a story of like you gotta I would love for you to see a documentary on what I just said. It's, oh, wow. it's the story is 
we love Mahomes too, but dude got one of them stories. You just it's kind of hard for you not to be hoping for him to get this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like I said, I you know what? And and come come Super Bowl Sunday, we'll see. You know, because it's gonna be one of those days for me because my team I don't have any. No, I appreciate vested. those days of sports that bring out. I know you are a real. You're a fan. However, you don't look like a typical fan, but. This Super Bowl is one of the ones that are going to bring out everybody that looks like you who's not a fan. Mm. Like Mayweather fights used to be. Right. I love that energy right. on those days. Look, yeah. you know, it's interesting that you said that because the, I want to say it's the last time that the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. It had to be 2018. I think I watched that in Vegas. And they were playing um, the, the Patriots. Patriots. Tom, yes. When Tom Brady got and scared so, to catch and, the and same that, pass. And listen, that was a game that brought out When everyone. that wide receiver got laid out in the first quarter. Well, well just, you know, the, the tainted story. Forget the game. The, the tainted, you know, image of the Patriots with Inflated the shooting and this and all that. So what you have with the Patriots is you have those diehard Patriot fans, but you have so many people who just don't like the like Patriot Tom haters. Tom Brady announced his retirement this morning. Yeah. But he announced it once before too. No, but I mean, this time he came back and he 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 referenced the first one mm -hmm. and explained why this one was going to be short because he said you only get one long emotional retirement. So I gave you that, and now he like I'm out of here, and I can imagine he are you know Michael Jordan wore 45. Mm -hmm. It is never mentioned. Brady didn't trade his number but he basically wore number 45 and did what michael jordan couldn't do mm. he went and got a championship first year elsewhere he probably should have retired right then i think this is the one i think this is the one yeah i say wait and see somebody had a rumor report you have before, the he, belief, before he announced you have the belief in excellence that every real excellent motherfucker need a motherfucker you still believe in it that's what niggas need behind them. Man. When they say behind every great man, you got a certain, he had that to an extent, but I think he had it to a too great of an extent because she was a type of, she had to be humbled. She was a supermodel. Yeah. So to tuck your whole attention mm -hmm. up under him for that long, he had, it's more, he must've been waiting. He must don't really want to be still because how, how much more can you ask from a supermodel to play that much of the background? He pressed it longer than anybody in the world ever pressed. <laughs> Think of how many rings you want, God damn it! Shout out to Brady, though. I ain't never finna like take her aside, but perspective-wise, yeah. there's levels and layers. Oh my, 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 my. Uh, you know, I'm gonna blame it on you that it changed subjects, but it was me that time. I take credit when it's on me. Oh God. No, that's all right. He um, there was a rumor report that he, somebody mentioned his name, and they mentioned the 49ers in the same sentence. And then that was before today, before but his announcement. It, that's the most ironic thing you could say, because if you take the exact 49ers we have and put them at where Purdy just fell off, mm -hmm. the 49ers would have won the Super Bowl if he was been sitting in that seat. But that's what they're probably looking at. But you know how hard it is to get right back to that moment and then mm -hmm. try to realize what would happen if you had a Brady? Yeah. I don't know. Well, when, when I just remember when I was reading the report, I remember reading and I remember thinking I was one of those Patriot haters. I never, I always, I I've just never, was, I've know. always in sports, I've been a fan of excellence. Yeah. I never really tapped into baseball enough to really pick a team. I, so therefore I'm with local. If I had to pick a team, I'm from LA, so I'm going to ride with the locals. Mm -hmm. But in baseball, I could just remember real time watching with my grandfather who probably passed in 92. 
I remember watching the game when the, when the Dodgers was in the playoffs or something. It was like the bottom of the ninth, uh, full count. I think his last name was Gibson, white boy. Mm-hmm. We was down by a certain number. It was loaded bases, and he hit a grand slam. It was the perfect shit. So mm-hmm. I, I love Michael Jordan. I love Kobe Bryant. I like when the Lakers were Showtime, not only were they local, they were excellent. I love Mayweather. I love Tyson. I love other shit. I love excellence in eSport. I've never been a big fan of nothing. I just like to tap into excellence. So yeah, that's always been my draw towards sports. The Michael Vicks, the Randy Mosses. Yeah, basketball. I'm more of a individual. I'm a, I, I, I'm a, right. I have. I had. I've had my teams in the past. Um, I would say Golden State is my team now. There was a time that I was a diehard Phoenix Suns fan. Nobody could mm. stop me. Right. And what is I, it that makes you attached to an actual organization? How do you f- grab that other than this? You know, where it was. From? It was. It was Penny Hart. I, I was watching a game. I don't know what it. it so it starts with an individual. Right. It started. It may have even started with just a beef. Someone in the room and whoever this team is playing, that whoever they was cheering for, because oh, I, I wasn't feeling them. Let me them. Just say this before. I, I had you all black. I was glad you jumped in. But I was trying to say, mm-hmm. Jordan came back with 45. He should have never did it. Brady came back, went from the Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. and still made it a success story. That's the difference. So it's cool for him to go. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I feel what you're That's saying. What's right, saying, yeah. he got it. It's cool for him to go. Yeah. It'd be even cooler if he went to a whole nother team instead of retired and got another one. He got action, but in your personal life, all of a sudden you see he's been very more posting pictures of his children, and I just I think. Well, he, it makes you wonder if the divorce has something to do with like when are you coming home? No, it's no wonder to it. I'm quite sure. Like, like maybe you promised me that you were going to play till this point, and then you extended it some more, extended it some more, but and then, then you even about, extended it to a whole other team, and you no, still all extended that, it. All that would be typically proceed, and I I'm, I'm first person to see that. I'm like, yeah, remember I was saying. Plus, she's subduing. What she probably could be the the center focus of a world similar to his, but she mm-hmm. subdued that because of. But then, and I, her subdue is actually this, at a this, le- this, at a more disadvantage because as she ages and gets older, what she does for a living is affected. But the thing of this is, at the same time, if we're going to assume him being traveling and being caught up in all what he was doing, mm-hmm. we don't know what he's knowing she didn't been involved in throughout That's that true. process. So That's true. We don't know how they met at that point. So I don't even want to even right. speculate. Right, we, we have no idea. Relationships yeah. are very complicated. And I would assume, but... I would assume, you know, he's not, you know, he's respectful enough to not discuss any of that publicly. Right. But I would assume if he allowed it to disintegrate that, mm-hmm. he has to be... Um, unmotivated to keep it together based on a knowledge of something that even, well, if, we, well, even if he deserved it based on the fact he was unavailable or stretched it beyond what they talked about yeah. his rookie year or whatever right. I believe there has to be she had to at some point before it was separation it was activity that was showed him she was fed up I believe it so if we want to assume you, we can assume anything we, we can we Shout can out when I <laughs> The gold around this motherfucker, <laughs> which which brings me to Santa Sharp, if you don't mind, because um, recently, I believe we got a clip. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Yeah. We um brings me to Santa Sharp though because I, Santa Sharp in the last three four months he's like, 
outside of his position as a public figure that has mm-hmm. been successful as an athlete and then transitioning to the media and is articulate as someone we can respect because he wears suits and he sits there prestigious mm-hmm. and he hasn't embarrassed us. He's amongst the dark, darkest of us who mm-hmm. is always perceived to be the most intimidating and the ig- most ignorant. Even with a speech impediment, he has become someone we can celebrate alongside uh, Singletary or someone like that. He exactly. transcended. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, he had an outburst. With He's skin. our dark-skinned Ahmad Rashad. Yes. <laughs> and and Ahmad Rashad, and I don't want to shit on him. For some reason, I was too young to really make a judgment. He mm-hmm. came with a Brian Gumble type. They kind of put that on him. I don't know if he deserved it, but he was, I don't know. I could be wrong because it was quite some time ago. What, or am I thinking of, um, um, what's this other dude, Wayne Brady, who in the long run, who appears similar to Nick Cannon to not be as quirky as we thought he was. Oh, no, 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 he's not. He's not. You know who else isn't? <laughs> Alfonso just got caught up on stage. Oh. The uh, Fresh Prince dude. Yeah. He Rivera. just got caught up on stage on the rant, talking about how many white he's gone and who he gonna leave with tonight. And it's nothing like the guy that does American Home Videos, but I don't want your subject matter. Thank you, Friday. Shannon, I want to turn the floor over to you. I know there's something you want to say. Yes, thanks, Jen. Um, As you probably have heard or have seen Friday night um, at the Lakers game, I want to apologize for my behavior. Um, You know, guys, I've preached for the last six and a half years, responsibility and accountability. And I take full responsibility for what transpired. It does not matter what Dylan Brooks said or how many times he said it. Me being the responsible person, me having the platform that I have and having so many people look up to me, I was wrong. I should have lowered the temperature in the arena. Instead, I turned the temperature up and I let it get out of hand. And I want to apologize to a few people. First of all, I want to apologize to the Lakers organization, Jeannie Buzz, the Buzz family. I apologize for any harm or unwanted attention that I brought to your organization. I want to apologize to the fans that were in attendance and the fans that watched on ain't television no teleprompter. because that's not what you mm-hmm. paid for and that's not that's what you heart. tuned in to watch. Shannon Sharp should have been mentioned he, he as, a, day, as so someone he... that was at the game. But, but it's still real. that let his emotions run high. Yeah. Uh, bro, that's like when you buy the top insurance policy. Mm-hmm. So no matter what happened, you turn, they, that's accountability. Thank exactly. You, I appreciate exactly. that. No it's deflecting. Not, people, ooh, people don't know how to apologize. Mm, you that's know, an apology. It's, there was no deflection. There was Correct. none of that. I'm sorry for everything that I've done. Everything. I'm sorry for anything that I would have done. I know what I should have done. Because no, no, when, when they say it like that, oh, I'm sorry for any calm that I made. No, 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 no. If you List, think. No, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If I'm, you think I disrespected I'm you. I'm sorry for how you feel. No, 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 no. You know why I'm so proud of him? Because... <laughs> When Will Smith, this is the first. He, it seems like Shannon Sharp has been holding that spot down perfectly. It's because I'm not. I don't watch it. So oh. as far as controversy and ups and downs, to, at least to get the attention of the people that's not watching him, he hasn't jumped out of his character enough for us not to appreciate him. Right. I see him over there in the suits. I catch him now and then. I can appreciate this black ass nigga who I watch play football for Denver, and I know that, and I see how he transitioned, and I can appreciate him being on the opposite side of this blonde haired guy. He's a dude that I can right, count on. Right. When Will Smith's situation happens, the first time I perceive him outside of that because mm. he went on a preacher's passionate type small rant about what would have happened if it was him and i saw him in a different light and then he, he shared a story the one time he was in college or some 
on a big old DN. If you know anything about football, DN tight end. He's a tight end DN. They typically and he actually liked the nigga and he just like and he like he's like what I would have did. And it went it went kind of viral. His response to that situation went viral because he was so passionate and he started reminding you that I'm not a dude in a suit that's a commentator. I used to lift weights. I used to take pro. I'm a big. I used to. And if I'm a, then he went deeper than that and was like, he put it on his grandmama. He's like, my grandmama told me anybody ever. He said I would have whooped him, Skip, right there when he slapped me up. And it was like, you could appreciate it, but me appreciating his refinement, mm -hmm. I noticed it was different from what he's been projecting all these years. And then a few months later, he had a situation with his white co-host where Tom Brady was the subject matter mm. and it went way off the emotional Richter on screen and it went viral and I was very disappointed in Shannon Sharp the way he allowed his emotions to get the best of him mm. in that situation so I was very surprised when he got involved in a courtside incident where he followed up initially with threats or responses that said like oh they didn't want no smoke so and so didn't want no smoke mm. then he doubled down he was saying he was supporting LeBron James and he was like it's like that LeBron made a public expression in support of what and I was thinking the whole time like dude you sacrificing everything you've established as someone that's distinguished just mm -hmm. like Will Smith did with the slap you trying to prove and I kind of was leaving it there and I, you know, I do a thing in the black box where I comment, do commentary on a lot of current events relating to us. I haven't spoke on it, but before I could use my platform to speak down on Shannon Sharp, that apology, if apology is worth anything, mm -hmm. is worth more than, I, I don't have nothing to say. If you can be a man enough to say that. As, a, yeah. as someone that was at the game, not someone that let his emotions run high and get out of hand during the game. I want to apologize to the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies, uh, organization and fans, I am sorry. More specifically, I want to apologize to Dylan Brooks. He is a fierce competitor, and seeing him up close, I get a sense of why he is what he is and how he's wired the way he's wired. Bruh, I apologize. I wish you the best of luck the, uh, the rest of the season and continued success. Ja, it was a privilege and an honor to watch you up close and personal. Skip and I talk about you a lot of times, but to see what you do, the way you're able to elevate Lead mm -hmm. the board, contort your body, and finish at the rim is is, is unbelievable and, and extremely it. impressive. And I want to apologize right on, to you. Shiny. I also mm -hmm. want to apologize to my stylist Hollywood. Bro, you had an impeccable record before you took me on hey. as a client. And I want to apologize for my behavior because he you were in this. attendance. And if I call any do. smudge on your resume, right on, I'm player. deeply sorry for that. I also want to apologize to LeBron James because y'all know how I feel about him. And he supported me I through do. thick and thin. And bro, I'm feeling. sorry that That's I put right. you in this situation, that you had to support me in something like this. So That's I want to I apologize saying. to you. I want to apologize to my family. I want to apologize to my brother, my sister, my mom, he gonna my do kids, way better in the future. and my grandson. Mm -hmm. Because one day you're going to be old enough and you're going to see what transpired in that arena. Amen. But I also hope you get an opportunity to see this this apology that I right on, because Shannon. I was wrong. <laughs> and I'm never going to be too big to say I'm sorry. That's I'm never right. going to be big, too big to say and you a big that I was man wrong. Too. And in that situation, I was absolutely wrong. That's and right. last but not least, I want to apologize to you, Turbo. You've been great to me. I appreciate everything that you've done over the last eight, nine months. I want to say I'm sorry. Again, to my Fox family, FS1, 
Guys, I'm sorry for any unwanted attention that I brought your way. And I, ha I hate that you have to answer. No one should have to trend because of something that I did. So I want to apologize to anybody at Fox or FS1 that's had to answer questions on my behalf. What happened to Shannon? Why was Shannon doing this? I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm not perfect. I am not. And I'm never going to say that wasn't Shannon Sharp because that was me. That was just me getting out of character. And I'm sorry for all those that saw my action and took offense to my actions. I am sorry. Man, class act. Thanks for Apology, watching. man. You yeah. can't ask for nothing more. Yeah. People are required to do so little less. Now, you can say whatever is why he offered that, but it seems sincere and appropriate, unscripted. Appreciate that, Shannon. I think that's the part I love about it because it really did seem like it was from the heart and it yes. was completely unscripted. That wasn't written. No, I don't you know, believe so. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the people getting in front of the camera with the paper or the right. written or reading. The, they memorize the statement. Or and, if you did, it still, if it includes that much accountability, so be it. Right. Because he didn't use any opportunity to deflect anybody else as responsible. That would, that took a lot of courage. It took a big swallow of that lump in your throat. I love about the out. swallow is the fact that he actually considered the effects that would have on not just a few people in this organization and that, but everybody. The mm. man said to my stylist, because if mm. I'm your stylist and you're Shannon Sharp, I get to tell people if you, with your permission, you know, that you're my client, that's going to get me other clients. But right now, my whole visual is what he had on. He was Dougie with the little, uh, right. like a blue and white. Right. Little... So not only is he helping to refute those people who may hold it against the stylist, but he's still giving him even more clients. Like right. if I'm going to give you attention, I'm going to make sure you get some clients. Right. Right. I'm apologizing right. and I'm hooking you up. Like I'm doing right. it all. And and you know what? It cost him nothing. Nothing. So when I see people doing the little fake stuff, I'm like, it don't mm. cost you anything. Shout out to MREC because in MREC TV, go tap in if you ain't tapped into the spooky hours. He got a new movie up on Tubi right now. Go tap in and all that because there's a few few people. It reminds me of another biblical story of the 10 lepers where um, it's reported that um, there was 10 lepers that approached Jesus. And they were sick. They was begging for healing. And he healed them all. And he told them all, go run off and tell everybody who did this for you. And he said they all ran off, but only one of them came back and thanked him. And it's, it seems like in the experience I have, especially in the industry, it's so rare to find somebody who appreciates a genuine extension of, I'm doing this for you just because. Yeah. And that seemed like what you were just like describing. Because, you know, people don't look out for each other. People take a blessing and forget where they got it from and be way on a whole nother page. And you'd be looking like, they definitely will. People also miss miss who their blessings are. You know mm. what I'm saying? You know, the the way we first met our encounter and spiritual. Just, just even Deep. for this show. You gonna save it for the L and L or you gonna break you gonna break it down? No, just I mean, well, we're gonna save the story, All but right. what I'm saying is even just looking ahead from the from that day to this show mm -hmm. to what we have in the future. Mm -hmm. I absolutely know who my blessing was attached to. Did I know it that day? No. So when people leave their house every day and they set out for something, we always have in our head our plan, what's happening, what's happening. But I feel like, you know, when you receive a blessing from the Most High, don't you ever shit on that thing. Respect it the whole, throughout the whole process. All of amen, it. Amen, amen, amen. If there's an issue or something like that, recognize that's the enemy because that's the blessing. This is the recognize, enemy's job to mess it up. So when the enemy come in there and create stuff or give you shiny things and do things to you and have you unfocused and off, 
come on, you got to stop and embrace yourself and be like, wait, why is this happening? Oh, the blessing is that big. Because if a blessing was nothing, the enemy wouldn't bring no strife, no issues, no nothing. Everything would be so easy, smooth, started moving, rolling. Why? Because whatever you're doing is not for the glory. It's not for anything. It's not happening. You know what I'm saying? So if we ever, you should know that we ever have an issue, we ever have anything. No, no, no. We bring it to the table. We're going to deal with it. We're going to fix it. The enemy has no place As here. we should, indeed. You see what I'm saying? Indeed. I'm remembering and I'm recognizing oh, where the look, blessing comes from. And look, That's what I'm look, saying. Yeah. And then, but then look, look. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, and got, it wasn't have, even thought you, about. You have, you have silver, metallic, and even black, the and white. And this is the first and time look, I brought this is today. And look, my line. I, if, you, if you know how much I love Sparkle, when I walked in, y'all was talking. I looked at that shirt. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I humbly. That's oh yeah. I, you can when I leave, you can leave with it. Because I, I was it. like, oh yeah, no, no, no. no. I drop. almost told you. I almost said, I'm, you know, I'm taking that. You can when have I go. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure, it's on my mind. But yeah, so I'm just like, and but people forget that. They forget that. You know what I'm saying? He could have thanked everybody and the Correct. stylist. He could have thanked any and everybody and just left well, a few people out. How long was that? that clip? Was what like two and a half minutes? Three, yeah, three like minutes. Three minutes. That could have been a thirty to forty-five second clip. He could have. And the world would have been sufficed. Braun, no, the Lakers thank, organization. No, apologize. Apologizing. Yeah. He could have did LeBron organiz- the Lakers organization, the Grizz. He could have just did a few people, the organizations. He didn't even have to name owners. He could have just said and the owners and da, da, da. he could have done it so superficial. Do you watch boxing at all? I do. What's the last fight you watched or been aware of that took place professionally? You know what? I'm gonna leave it alone. Listen, I think I ain't gonna take you there because we that'll be that'll be uh, extra credit over time. Anyway. But wait, th- but this is what I do wanna what I wanna what I wanted to bring up. You're talking about his apology and even how Will Smith did something. And when I, when you mention Will Smith, you can't help but think he did it for his marriage purposes, right? Mm-hmm. And so Always. then it makes me think how a person functions in their marriage, mm. which makes me think of Gabrielle Union with her little recent mm. statement about <laughs> the fact that. You know, because she was because she brought the bag, because she was the breadwinner that she felt entitled to be able to do whatever. And the funniest thing about that is Chris Rock, after his divorce with Malak Rock mm-hmm. in his first stand up, he said, you know, I just did whatever I wanted to do. He said, I messed it up. I messed my marriage up. Mm. He said, I felt like because I made the money, this is my money. I could do what I want to do. Kill O'Neill said the same thing recently. Like this, my money, so I can do what I want to do. Right, like it's your money, like you, and and maybe it is your money, maybe you are the one making it. But do you think we live in but a society? But this is your that, help me. This is. But 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 I mean, she's bringing something, whether but, it's her so, head, so, so you, see, you know but, her. But now, but now it's no longer her. Sounds Gabrielle said me too. Right now it's. Do we live in a society where that's the bottom line? Hold up. The when finances? I when I saw her do that, I thought to myself, that's such a young, immature mind. I'm gonna tell you why. In the mm. businesses that I'm in. I have friends, friends that make like a hundred thousand a month mm. in their hand, cold hard cash. These women make so much money; they make money three, four times circles around their husbands. As a married woman, I will tell you this: it is not ever healthy. Well, first of all, you want to make sure that your, you hope that your spouse can handle Duh. your income wrapping around his three, four times, right? Most men, and I don't know most, but I'm gonna say most men. It's a very thin line, you know. They they don't really. I have met yet to meet a man that's that says like, oh, I don't care if she make more than me, and really mean it, mm-hmm. like really really mean it. Mm-hmm. You know, they always feel like they're gonna be emasculated. We are rare. Won't. We are rare. We right. are it's, we it's, are it's, we it's, are of the some. We are branches of the pimp that can handle that. But go ahead. Right. So with that being said, 
as a married woman, I don't think it's ever wise, smart to make your man feel like somehow he's less than you or he's not the head of the home or he's not in charge because you bring that money in because from it's already hard for that him. Gen that general principle I could recall one of my children's mothers in particular, it may have happened, but our child is at this point, um, what is he, 14. Mm -hmm. I can recall years before he was born, times where we were going out and the, the experience of her, like taking whatever money she had and handing it to me. Mm -hmm. And then now when we go out, every time it's time for money, I'm pulling it out of my pocket. I so humbly thank you for that. But is and you that know what, what you're expressing? Exactly, because in, you know what, even in, there was a time in my life when sometimes I would do that. And, and it may have been times where because I made more money or there were also times where maybe I just held the money. Mm -hmm. You know, oftentimes in the home. Like this moment, you had it when he didn't. Does that, is that same or different? Or no, no, no. Like um, if I just made more in general, okay. but let's just say as a household, I was in charge of the bills and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So maybe is I got the because when you met him, he you had a spot to where he moved in with you or did you guys acquire something under the guise that no I'm we actually got it. stuff together but it's interesting how under men don't want to do that they'd be like you can pay the bills you can a lot of men don't want to do the paperwork no I, I was trying to say that like about an hour 40 minutes ago i was trying to say and i got, remember i got the choking yeah <laughs> if, he, if he gets if he don't get lazy with anything he'll be able to connect these thoughts i was about to say something and i got the choking and i lost my thought but I was going to say that's a feminine thing, at least in our culture, that we learn to rely on. It's not just our culture, because I can recall, shout out to Puto, mm -hmm. when we, we used to work for Rose Communications and we used to go downtown. Rose Communications, you remember when we used to do the boost cards, the boost, uh, chirp, chirp. Mm -hmm. It's prepaid, you get the boost cards, $20 cards and all that. Well, regardless if you realize it now, but at, at the time of that, I worked in a little booth that was owned by an independent lady and Watts, entrepreneur. We just had to go downtown daily to restock the little booth okay. on 130th Avenue. And when we used to go down there, the person we used to buy all the shit from, wholesale, he was an Asian dude named okay. Mr. Yoon. And that motherfucking little business, he had a lot of employees, black, white, Mexicans, but his wife, when you couldn't count, spend cash, mm -hmm. she was the one you had the cash to. Okay. And she can't speak a lick of English. She can't. And then, what? She can count. This is how I've got the five minute note twice. So we like 15 minutes over our time. Love the production crew. Love y'all, man, for appreciating me. This is the end of it. I just want to say this on this subject. Mm -hmm. I know it's off subject, but it's on subject. I just want to give her Miss Yoon. I've never seen that like this in my life. We were responsible for taking on a bad day $1,200, on a mm -hmm. good day $3,800 down there, this little booth to transfer cash. Right. Every now and then we in Watts. Imagine how many times we get hit with a counterfeit $20 bill. Wow. I swear to God, you could take $6,800 of ones, tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds, and put one fake 20 in that motherfucker. You could put mm -hmm. two of them. And she, she had a funny way she used to fold the money around the back of her hand, mm -hmm. and that she used to roll at real fast. And she just, mm. and every time she, just, it weighs different and it feels different. I'm, but I'm, I'm, she was I'm, that good though. What? <laughs> What you say, she? I'm talking about she didn't take no. It's when she counted shit. It's a gang yeah. of bills. The, the bi counter machine at the bank. She the human counter. Um, she, imagine she, that machine. <laughs> and as soon as she, she just. And we know it's three of them in there, and we know we didn't gave her about seven hundred bills mm -hmm. to make up eleven, twelve hundred. But it's one, twenty, fifty, and she going through the motherfuckers, and it's I'm talking about the exact 
moment she touched that motherfucker, she. she <laughs> but yeah, shout out to the ladies. Uh, often, yeah, we got to find a way, people. If you care about, you know, making that dynamic together, you got to find a way to coexist, appreciate what one another brings to the table, and respect it as well, because there are strengths that the opposite possesses that we need to make the union a powerful union and we have to respect them, appreciate them. I, I can sum it up as that, if you're willing. <laughs> he said, if you're willing. Yeah. yeah, well, since the five minute mark, I won't. Um... No, we are about the 25 yeah. minute mark. <laughs> he is not as patient as he's uh, pretending to be. Well, with that being said, um, I guess I won't comment on Gabrielle's new title. <laughs> what the internet's giving her. We're gonna get that. We you just we're gonna have to matter of fact, look, you know what we owe ourselves as far as production. Yeah. Let's get it done and then we can we talk. definitely yeah, can. We definitely can layers. But when y'all doing that little boy the way y'all doing them, and then you got Super Bowl, it's still relevant to the Super Bowl. You know, she also also is out publicly showing lustful energy toward um one of the quarterbacks that's appearing in the Super Bowl. And see, Bowl. that's all, all that's bad. You know, we, we, everybody needs so much healing. At, at the same time, wow, they have that's... the child that has gained so much attention catching headlines in a dress for uh, like a formal that's associated with high school. They're highlighting the dress that the child is wearing. And if you focus on the photograph mm -hmm. from this portion of the child's photograph to this portion, mm -hmm. Bro, I swear to God, just imagine. I don't know how he's a teen, right? Mm -hmm. Or Zaire is the name, is a teen. And if you look at a complexion of a black person, mm -hmm. the type of brown, mm -hmm. and then you're going preteen in the man, this complexion from the nose area down to right here mm -hmm. is like a twice a shade darker than up here based on the six o'clock shot that you all this that you see is about mm -hmm. to develop is present the structure of the face right the that you stand next to his daddy and he's like this close to his daddy's height right and you re realize that this nigga daddy in the nba this is about to be down there seven feet fifa to be about wearing size 17s <laughs> and he's trying to hold his hands or her hands Appreciate you for coming. We out of here. You see what they doing? They finna shoot at us. Duck. Don't let me hang the camera on. Yes. Duck. Don't let me hang It's another one in the can. Definitely. We coming. We, we, we coming for you. The lovely, luxurious, little Bridget and SPI, the most easty. Another one in the can. Shout out to the whole crew. Much love. Facts over. Fitness.